Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker. The boys are back with me, Zach Mabry. Zach, have you caught March Madness fever or what? Um, you know, I have not caught March Madness fever. No. Uh, as you know, I don't acknowledge uh, the existence of college basketball, so... Um, didn't even do a bracket this year. Okay, well, doing a bracket would force you to acknowledge the existence of something you do not want to acknowledge, so there's right. that. Completely not an ontological uh, reality to me. Mm-hmm. Tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker, at Zach Mabry, Z A C Mabry. Email us, podcast at romancircusblog.com. Find us on iTunes where you can rate and review us if you want. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, SoundCloud, kind of, and Google Play. I'm not the best at updating the SoundCloud. But now that I've called myself out on it, I will. Zach, big news, exciting news. I have an email to read. What? Not that we... I have like a hundred. Oh, for the podcast. Okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah podcast not that we don't get emails uh they do they do alert us when someone signs in on twitter so those count as emails but this one is in reference to the episode we did on death which was just last week oh that episode was killer ha gotcha i tried i tried anyway jen is a lovely gal i went to grade school with at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Scottsdale. And she she was so, so in, engaged and, in, in, you know, engulfed in the death episode, she couldn't help but, but email us some thoughts. She works for a fire department in Tucson. So let me just read, I'll read a little bit of what she had to say. I was listening to your episode on death. I work for a fire department in Tucson, so I'm surrounded by death. Did you guys say that you aren't dead if you are warm? I thought that was interesting because in our world we say you aren't dead unless you are warm and dead. If we roll up on someone who has coded, we always feel if they are cold. We have a better... Sorry. We always feel if they are cold, we have a better chance. If they are warm, there's probably not much of a chance of us bringing them back. The reason why being cold matters is because of hypothermic reasons. Whether it is true or not, if you are super cold, your body slows down, which means it takes longer for the oxygen in your blood to go away. Example, someone is drowned in icy water. There's a better chance we bring them back. That being said, on average, I think we only bring back 10% of codes. So if we are doing CPR on someone, it is usually bad news. So that was in response to us talking about, you know, if you're pink and warm, you're still alive. And you you said it, so I forget the exact phrasing. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting that that they even that it's kind of different in the idea of if they're trying to save someone, what the fire department looks for and what they hope hope the body is like. Yeah. Well, and I think that's sort of a, uh, you know, dead as in, like, are you, are you, you know, pretty much gonna, gonna be dead. Right. Or, or you know, but that's, that's interesting. And I'm glad that, that she sent us that. And, you know, um, the response that we got to that episode was pretty, awesome Mm -hmm. uh people talked about you know how it just it's not a topic that we we speak about all that much but if you if you just speak about it it actually um it becomes a fascinating topic and it loses some of its taboo and and you just a lot of things start to fall into place since it is a uh a pretty common pretty common uh experience Mm -hmm. unless of course you are uh the virgin mary or um let's see a few others but you know and some people get to even do it twice, like uh, Lazarus. So, you know, I, I think it's, it was cool to talk about. I was a little nervous before we did it, thinking, you know, this is uh, not the most uh, lively topic. No pun intended. Uh, but uh, you're, I, you're killing me I, with the pun, Zach. 
I know. I'll stop. I'll stop making. Oh, caught that, man. Um, but the yeah. So the response was cool. I was excited, and I, I you know, that was great. So yeah. The, but the, after death, there's the the second of the four last things. Well, I was going to say that happens to be. Oh, well, I was going to say before you just to talk about the good response. The death episode is actually our second most listened to episode. Whoa. The first one is our Cradle and Convert Volume 1. Oh, really? Yeah, that's well, We need to do a Volume 2 eventually. Yeah. It's um yeah, everyone loves it. I don't know if I don't know if they click on it because of the title. Maybe we can get around it by just labeling everyone Cradle and Convert. Yeah. I mean, that's true every episode, so yeah, it wouldn't be a lies. So the second the second thing we've died now we get to go here's the judgment, Zach. This is the this is a very this is what it all comes down to. Oh, I thought you were about to say what it all comes down to. But you meant like judgment is what it all comes down to? Well, this is like the big this is the big moment. I thought there was something coming. You're like, this is what it all comes down to and then but you meant like that was the end of the sentence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was like intensely listening. I was like, "Oh, I hadn't found this part." It's no, that's the uh, that's the end of the sentence. This is this is the judgment. This is what we're all. This is where we find out where we're going to go to Disneyland or Universal Studios. One is heaven and one is hell. I'll yeah. let you decide. Yeah, are we flying? Uh, are we flying on American or are we flying uh, on United? Oh wow. And we're, we're puppies in this example. So wow. <laughs> they killed a dog, Matthew. <laughs> they United did. United killed a dog. Then they then they flew a dog to Japan when it was supposed to be going to Kansas. Okay, well that's that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah, have you been to Kansas? I, I uh no no I haven't. They did the dog a favor in that case. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I, 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 walking around today, uh, by the way, I was like, do any of the kids go to school anymore? Um, and it's actually spring break. Cause I was like, this is actually a straight up, like, cause I get doing all these walkouts yeah. and I was like, these are, these are massively successful, uh, quickly <laughs> realized that it is spring break in Texas. So, you know, yeah. Um, all right. So judgment it's what we're here for and by here i mean on this podcast so let's talk yeah we have a lot to say about some of you listeners just kidding just kidding yeah don't judge me only only god can judge me so in this scenario that is actually true in what we were talking about the judgment Mm -hmm. so when i was growing up and going through catholic school I just kind of thought that it was actually I don't to be honest I don't even know what I thought as far as as far as you die and then heaven. So it basically it comes down to every, the overwhelming idea is we all die and then we all go to heaven. That's kind of the general sense of what people think. You just die and then you go to heaven or if you're an atheist you die and you become worm food. But the idea of a judgment is never brought up much to us when we're younger because I think it's a little scary, Zach. We can't we can't have the kids being scared about things like judgments and hells. We just have to tell everybody that they're all okay and they're just going to go straight to heaven. It's not actually the case. And I also was shocked to find out that there are actually two different judgments is this is this breaking is this breaking news to you zach um well no but i uh i do think that i've learned a lot about what the deal with that is as we've been preparing for this episode because i I did know there would be two um but you know it's it's like odd because you hear about it and I, i don't know i guess i just never really thought too much about it okay in what in what way? Just you just kind of heard, and you're like, okay, that must be how yeah, it is. And you just kind of like, oh, I'll be dead then. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's fair. And so, you know, it's like a different set of circumstances, I guess, mm-hmm. in that sense. And I, I was joking to somebody, though. I said, well, you know, at the, because uh, they were talking about, you know, data privacy. And they're like, you know, you're going to get stuff. And so, because um, I'm like super intense about data privacy at work and whatnot. But then um, I was sending someone a message like, you know, that's not secure, like totally you know, a personal message, nothing to do with anything. And I was like, well, you know, it all it all gets leaked at the general judgment, you know? <laughs> and that's what I always think about. I'm like, all of, your, all of your private messages, all of your, you know, all of it gets leaked out to all the public. It gets wiki-leaked. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's neat because you got to, you kind of got to, gotta like feel it you know you're like okay everyone's everyone's everything is going to be leaked out at this moment okay but we jumped the gun on the general judgment zach the first did ju- we we did the first judgment okay. is the particular judgment so this is mm. this is what happens when you die you immediately after death go through the particular judgment. The particular judgment is just you and God, you standing before God, and surprise, surprise, he, get, he lists off every sin and every infraction of his goodness in your life. So, Do I get a phone call? Yeah, you get 50-50. You get to pull the audience. Oh, you get you get three lifelines. Yeah, you get a few lifelines. No, Zach, we get we get as many lifelines as we want here on Earth, and it's called confession. But we will we will talk about that later on. So the particular judgment is, yeah, very, like I just said, you standing before God, getting read. It could be it in a list, PowerPoint presentation, who really knows? But it's all the infractions you committed on your time here on Earth. Which Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes is a yikes is an interesting way of putting it. There there is no haggling. There is no yeah buts or there is no, but you see, I'm really a good person. Ooh, I hate when people say that. Um, right. And I, I end up saying a lot, too. I guess that's true. You know, like, you have to think, so imagine times that you've sort of been, you know, quote-unquote judged. Like, you're at school, mm-hmm. and you do your homework. I had this happen a lot. Um, and you're like, well, but blah, 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 you know. And the teacher, you know, just, like, buys it. Yeah. Even if it was true, but it's like, you know, you're like, well, this happened and, you know, that's no reason that you couldn't have still done it. And you know, you're not going to get off on a technicality. Right. He'll know everything, all the circumstances, all your thoughts, like every little bit. You can't uh nothing to hide behind. That's crazy. So, okay. So, even more even even more better or more deeper and more crazy is the idea that don't brush past the 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 idea that we're standing before God, okay, and that is that is basically enough to how do I put this put this gently soil yourself that idea that you're standing in front of Almighty, ever present throughout all the ages, God. And you're gonna have a pretty you're gonna have a pretty good idea immediately of what's gonna happen to you. It's not it's not like a, he he reads it all and you're in suspense type thing. Maybe it maybe it is a little, but you're you're gonna have a pretty I- good idea of where you stand. You won't and you'll be standing in front of God, meaning you won't be able to even think about trying to justify yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not... Like you'll, you'll know what's up. Right. It, we, we get lost in all these songs about, oh, I can't wait to get to heaven where I'll be skipping through the 
fields and seeing all my old dogs and all this stuff. What you, what we forget about is seeing God face to face. Now there, you can, you know, if you are in the state of grace and you lived a, lived a life in accordance with his will and you know what the church says and all that, then you're going to have an overwhelming sense of peace and and awe, really. If you're on the opposite side, my Xbox just turned on, Zach. Why did my Xbox just turn on? Well, you probably said something interesting. I if if the I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but that's not true, everybody. <laughs> You don't hear what happens before a record gets hit. I said I'm not a big conspiracy. I'm an average-sized conspiracy theorist. But if you want to sell me on the fact that the government is secretly watching me, having my Xbox randomly turn on... Anyway, I digress. If you you, you live a life according to his will, in your state of grace, you'll experience awe. If you're on the other end, you you're going to be like, oh man, this is, this is terrible, right? Like this, this is not, this is not going to turn out good for me. So there's a lot. Right. Of- I mean, obviously it's going to be scary. I guess at that moment, I mean, I don't, I don't guess you're not really in time, so I don't know the specifics and I know it says standing, but your body, you know, the whole point of being dead is you don't have your body anymore. Right. But I, uh, I, I say standing in a, in a, uh, you're before truth beauty and goodness itself right and if you if you died you know having not attained that i imagine it it's quite it's it's just probably terrifying yeah no it it's because you 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 see what you're losing right you you you're dead and you come face to face with god and if your your judgment does not go well you are seeing what you are losing for eternity. So I've I've heard that at that moment you become perfectly aware that all of your happiness depends on God. Right. Whether you attain him or not. Right, which right, which makes that's why the suffering that's comes the suffering aspect. And the the you see you see what you you see what you are going to get or you see what you are going to lose and and that has some a lot to do with our own choices here while we are alive so that's what the particular judgment is so you 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 can't hide anything and you will be made aware of every everything that you did. Now, the other thing that comes into play, which I, we can talk about this, but it, I don't, I don't like making it seem like I'm using this as an out because it's not necessarily an out, but it does come into play. It's the idea of our own accountability. Okay. We are, we are only held accountable for what we know. Right. So if something, Something can be mortally sinful, and it still will be a mortal sin, but our accountability is based on what we know. Like, you know well, and I think an important thing there is to, like with terminology, I think what you said is technically correct, but I always like to specify um, grave sin versus mortal sin, and that way you can say, okay, grave sin is objectively what it is. Right. And, and one thing to know is that you know, sin, objective sins are offensive to God. Um, but you know, for it to be a mortal sin, there has to be, you know, intent. the other factors. There has to right. be, right. There have, you have to have knowledge and you have to have intent. So there can be grave sins that, that were not mortal sins on your soul. Right. Um, you know, as we become aware of things, we should still, um, just out of love for God, not out of really anything else. We should be, you know, sad that we, we didn't know, we didn't know better how to love God at that moment in our lives. And I think that's a really healthy way to sort of process past, you know, great mm-hmm. sense. And, and, you know, then you just, you, you know, whether, whether you're culpable or not, um, 
you should just, out of love for God, wish that 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 moment had gone differently. At, you know, at the very least. And I think it's always just worth chatting with the priest, even regardless of whether it's on your soul. You know, they can they can give you advice on on healing. You know, sins mm-hmm. that maybe aren't aren't going to condemn you or whatever. You know, they do harm your soul, and we we sometimes forget that that healing is a big aspect of growing closer to God is healing all the damage that sin has done. Sure. And the sins that you don't know about, you know, damage you too in the sense of, you know, your, your different faculties, mentally, spiritually, sometimes even physically. Mm. And so that healing, they really focus on that in the East, I think more than in the West. And, but, uh, you know, if you look at Teresa of Avila and all those different Western saints, I mean, that's what they're talking about. Right. And is this healing moment, you know, growing closer to God and having all of the, you know, all of that stuff just loved right out of you. So Right. And the more we, it's also not an excuse to not learn, like the, for the same exact reason. What you want to constantly be learning about the yeah, teacher. Yeah, okay. Let's, here's something that I was hit with once, and I was pretty shook. And so I don't know if anyone else will be shook by this. But okay. So what our priest told us uh, is that, okay, you know, you can have, in, you know, ignorance of something, invincible ignorance or whatever, but, uh, oh no, now I'm forgetting the word. So it can be, um, what affected ignorance. So basically if you make yourself ignorant, mm-hmm. then, then you're culpable for the ignorance. So you can't choose to not like, oh, I, I'm not going to look at the calendar so that I don't know whether today's a holy day of obligation or not. Right. You know? Yes. Like, you you can be culpable for ignorance, and you know the extent. You know if, if you're ignorant of big things, then that's big ignorance, right? right. You know, I mean, I always think there's like if you think of your uh, if you try to like visualize your knowledge, right? If if there's a hole big enough for a, a grave sin to fit through, then that's that that's a pretty big hole, mm-hmm. you know, of ignorance that you want to fill up, and you wouldn't want to say, "Oh, I don't want to know how to love you more, God," because then I'll be culpable when I don't, you you know, you just, you just go for it. Yeah. I know that you don't, it's a difference. Do you want to be a, do you want to sit on the end of the bench or do you want to be a hall of famer, Zach, in the spirit of March madness? There you go. There you go. Do you want to play for Villanova or do you want to play for Kansas? Wow. I, you know, they're both number one seeds and that that's, Awfully good insight for someone who does not acknowledge college basketball. So, so when we say, that, yeah, when we say we're only culpable for what we know, that's kind of the those those are the addendums to that statement of you should always be learning, you should not be sinning. We will sin, and there are things that we didn't know that we now know, but you should always use it to grow in your faith. That's the, that's the end game. The end game, the end game is not to sit in a padded room until you die thinking that you'll just go to heaven because you had no chance of doing anything offensive to God. The, the ignorance, the desire of, for ignorance is actually offensive in its own, in its own way. Well, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, you know, someone you love, like, you know, your grandma. It's like, well, what's your grandma's birthday? I don't know. Right. I don't want to know, because then it's not my fault I didn't send her a card. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So, okay, so we have that. So that's that's the particular judgment. Do we do we have anything else we need to cover on that? Do you kind of get the idea? So, okay, so then we he reads it off, reads it off, or however, however God you know, tells us everything about ourselves. And then we are assigned to either heaven or hell or purgatory. So purgatory as we can get into on a separate episode, because I think we'll probably talk about it on the the heaven episode that we're going to do, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, quick notes on purgatory. Second... Second happiest place besides heaven is purgatory. Because if you go to purgatory, you go to heaven eventually. No one has ever gone from purgatory to hell. 
if you're going to hell, you go straight to hell. Right. At least there's no waiting. Right. I always thought, you know, that's your last reward. If you were, if you were like mortally impatient, right? You know, like this is your last. You know, this is you know. At least you get. At least you get that. At you least, know. At least you get I always that. thought you know you're always showing it as an elevator. It's like a stairway to heaven, and then you get the ride in the elevator. Yeah. Or it's like uh, the bottom just falls out of wherever you're standing, and you go straight there. Um, okay, so we have that. We are we are now assigned, and we are where we are supposed to be. And that's the key. F- the key word is where we are supposed to be. Okay, we do not we do not get placed into heaven or hell on a whim. We do not get placed into heaven or hell based on how God feels that day, mainly because he is outside of space and time, so there is no such thing as a day. But you get my point. If you are in heaven, you and are... And that's a really important... I mean, that's a, a really important point, especially, you know, in our country, we just have a, the most just atrocious judicial system. I mean, it's just... Uh, I mean, there's really nothing good you can even say about it. These judges mm. are just monsters for the most part. And um, so we're not used to that that notion, you know, it's like, Ooh, what if, but I mean, does God know that, you know, she always, um, you know, she always bought Boy Scout popcorn, you know, like God knows everything and he's makes a perfect decision about everyone. Right. And it, you can trust that, that he doesn't make any mistakes. And so, um, you know, there's gotta be comfort in that. You know, I think that there's this, this interesting, uh, trend of, you know, if, if somebody, if somebody dies who was maybe like a public sinner, I guess, you know, like they, there was some, some sin of some kind that they just really, you know, fervently embraced in this life. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of starts saying this and that, you know, what I've always kind of said is like, well, you know, guys, once he or she died, God made a perfect decision. And so, you know, let's leave it in his hands. Right. It's like, I mean, of course you want heaven for everybody, but it's it's kind of like you have to just sort of hope. Your hope is sort of saying you place your hope in God and His ability to make a perfect decision about everybody's soul, and that's sure. kind of where where your hope lies. Right. That that's that is the refreshing point. I was speaking with someone a while back about two people that had died, and I was talking about you know how Catholicism says we have to be Catholic and. We have to follow the church, and but these two people who were they're great people, but they were not Catholic. But and this person said, "Well, where do you think they are?" And I said, "I have no idea, and I don't think about it. Not because I'm not, not because I'm not sympathetic, or not because I don't want them to be in heaven. I just, I just don't think about it a lot because it's <laughs> that burden does not fall on me, right? Nor I always." Yeah, I mean, I pray for where them. are they? It's wherever they they should be. They're wherever wherever God um, correctly placed them. You know, right? I mean, he he gets it right every time, and so that's where you kind of you can be sort of free of that. I always thought it's odd because people will be very you know firm about where somebody is. Somebody who has you know, if they're a canonized saint, then we know that they're in heaven. And then there's there's different names from scripture of of people that. Um, that were placed in hell, like in the Old Testament, and right. then it's pretty well established in tradition uh, that you know all the fathers and doctors that you know Judas goes to hell and all this. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, we don't necessarily know. I think some exorcists might, but for the most part, you know, we don't really know much about who might be in hell, except for you know a handful of sort of names. And then you know we have all the canonized saints mm-hmm. who we know are in heaven, um, and then you know children who are baptized and die before the age of reason. Um, you know, for everyone else, we just don't necessarily know. Right. And I, I feel like having too strong of a, an opinion of, no, she's here, he's there, you know, in a certain sense, when you meet God, if, if his perfect decision was not the decision you'd make, you know, it's kind of like, so are you a better God than God? Like, should God have, should he have checked with you on that? Are you, right. do you have like veto power now? Well, all of a sudden. So we, we can hope that they're in heaven. It doesn't mean we can't hope, obviously. And we we always can pray for the souls of the dead because, again, they are outside of space and time. So it's not like 
once they die, you can't pray for them anymore. You can pray for them for the rest of your life. Where they are, there's no, there's no time. So all the prayers count. So it, yeah. I, there's I, also no daylight savings time, which I think we, they can, they're probably thankful for. This has been a rough week. This is like, this Monday was, it's like the Monday of Mondays. The, the Monday yeah, of sorry, all Mondays? I, yes. Okay. I, I go okay. back to the important topic. Okay. So I have a, I have a quote that was said to me a few years ago that I really like, and it's really rough to hear initially, but we'll, we'll talk about it after I say it. Okay. Okay. The souls in heaven rejoice at the souls in hell because they are a manifestation of God's perfect justice. Whoa. I'll say it again. The souls in heaven rejoice at the souls in hell because they are a manifestation of God's perfect justice. Okay, so right off the bat, if you're thinking, that is ridiculous, why would the souls in heaven be happy that the souls are, that souls are in hell? That is not the quote, okay? The quote, the part okay. that you need to focus on is God's perfect justice. And trust me, this... I I really like this quote and it's very it's actually very comforting but because God has perfect justice like we already said the people who are in heaven are supposed to be there and the people who are in hell are supposed to be there so for the people in heaven who can or seeing God face to face have the beatific vision and see God for who for who and what God is will see that the souls in hell are there because of his perfect justice and they will they will i guess be in awe of that as well. So it's Yeah, a, I mean that makes sense cuz you know they're in the beatific vision. Right. They you know they're they're within God basically. Right. They love everything about him. Mm-hmm. And one of his attributes is justice. And right. so if this is a manifestation of one of his attributes and they love everything about him then yes, I think seeing that would sort of increase their uh, eternal beatitude. And I mean, it's it's crazy to think about, but you're you're in heaven at this point, and it's true. Yes. Again, no mistakes are made. Not, I mean, you know, he just he got it exactly right with how so, he did it. So yeah. you're not sitting there thinking, Ugh, "What were you thinking?" Right. My favorite reality TV star. Exactly. Plus, they're not. You're not dancing in heaven, celebrating that these people are in hell. It's not that that's not the celebration. The celebration is of God's perfect justice. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, what's interesting is that because existence itself is good and uh, the souls in hell exist, right. uh, God actually, he, he does love all of the souls in hell. Sure. And a lot of times people, well, you know, they're like, well, God loves everyone. Well, of course he does. And he, that includes people in hell. And so, you know, you're never outside of God's love. Right. Um, but you could be on maybe the wrong side of it. So Right. So hold that because that, that'll lead us to our next term. If we're approaching this like a lecture, we'll have a bolded term that you can remember for the quiz after. But we'll, I, I just want to finish up on that quote. One thing is the, that quote is the reason why I feel comfortable not really thinking and worrying about where people are. Right, mm-hmm. because again, they're not done. It's not petty. It's not a petty thing to be sent to hell. So if someone is there, that is where they were meant to be. So that you, that's why it it does sound cold, but that's why I don't think about it. I I pray for the souls of the dead. I pray for the souls in purgatory. All of that, all my dead family members. But as far as where they are, leave it up to God, because that's who decides and it will be perfect. We, we keep, we keep kind of repeating ourselves on that point, but, but it really needs to be. I mean, uh, every time some, like uh, every time there's some big death, there's just this, this strange thing of like, there's another angel. You know, oh, in they're heaven. in heaven. They're in heaven. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the other thing. No matter how your judgment goes, people, you will still be a human person. You will never become an angelic person. Nobody that was born a human 
becomes an angel in heaven. Right. <laughs> All right. the angels have already been created. <laughs> yeah. No new angels are being created, and yeah. none of them are currently humans. So none of them were ever humans. Um, just, again, we, we can't dork around with not knowing this stuff. It's just not the right time in history to be ignorant. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, you just kind of don't, don't speak for God because you just don't necessarily know. Until they're, unless you are um, the Pope and you can canonize infallibly, then, then you can't really say. Or if they're a, a baptized uh, child under the age of reason. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's that. Now, the next thing, the term I wanted to hit on is you, you mentioned that God loves all of creation and loves the souls in hell. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? It is. That is what I said. Okay. So you could be thinking, well, how can he love someone and send them to hell? Which is, a, it makes me laugh even saying the sentence because it is a ridiculous sentence on its face. The word I'm going to give you, Zach, is mercy. Okay? That's our, mm-hmm. that's our next word is mercy. Mercy. God has perfect justice, and God has perfect mercy. So what is mercy? Is mercy giving me what's best, or is mercy giving me what I want? Please have mercy on me. What am I saying? Um, Go for it. Sorry, I thought you were rhetorical. Sorry. Giving giving me what I want. Can I say sorry again? You can say sorry. sorry. Giving me what I want, okay? So, when we, God's perfect mercy means that God will perfectly give us, in the end, what we want, right? So, if we spent our lives shunning Him or not doing anything, even, I mean, even just acknowledging that there is a God might not be enough, right? We acknowledge. We acknowledge things we don't want all the time. So if we spend our lives, you know, not going to mass, not even praying, not even helping the poor, not yada, yada, this and that, all that stuff. In the not end, listening to the Roman Circus podcast. Not listening to that's exactly correct. Or listening to the crunch and talking about how great we are. That is okay. That is actually a very... Yes, listen to the crunch to hear more about us, people. Yeah. So if we spend all of that, we have clearly stated what we want. So in the end, because of God's perfect mercy, that is what we will get in eternity without him, right? If we spend our life on earth without him, then it would be unmerciful in the end to give that person him because that is not what we want. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that is another thing. It's not, it's not petty. Again, it, it, it's love. It is us getting what we want. If we go to Mass, stay in the state of grace, go to confession regularly, you know, say the rosary. Uh, by the way, saying the rosary at the time of our judgment, you know, that, that's a very powerful thing too. To have Mary on our side is great, but we can get into that again some other time. If, if we state what we want we will get it okay so that that's the perfect justice and the perfect mercy working working together because there are no parts god's perfect justice and perfect mercy are one and the same it's just it's just how it's applied so yes that's important um and i would tell you i would give the specific applications but i'm not too clear on those i just know that it's you know perfect justice perfect mercy how it's applied in the end because of that love we get what we want so that's that's when you that's when you talk about him loving the souls in hell it's because of that love now maybe it it, it's tough it's tough love and it's Certainly, God did not create to send to hell. So it's not ideal, but it still is that love. Right. 
Yes. So that <laughs> radio, Matt, have I thoroughly depressed you or can we, now we, we have to do, we have to move no, it's on. It's awesome. Like you've got to keep it in, in context of like what's happening there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, uh, you know, God gives you all the grace that you need in, in this life, uh, to, to be able to spend eternity with him. And, you know, that comes to fruition at your judgment. Right. So it's an exciting moment. And like many other exciting moments, um, you should practice for it. And did you know, Matt, that we have a way to do that? How? We can go to confession. Oh, wow. Please. Well, actually, you can practice, uh, you know, anytime you want by examining your conscience um, and, you know, calling yourself to account of your sins privately. Um, but then going to confession or what people call what's often called the tribunal of mercy, mm-hmm. you can, you can practice, you can practice, um, you know, accusing yourself and being, <laughs> you know, the prosecutor mm-hmm. of yourself, accusing yourself of these different sins that you've committed, you know, spilling it all out, being, you know, completely honest. Like we said, there's no technicalities or anything, you know, because it, it's what was really going on with you. So, you know, spilling it out, not being too severe, but certainly not being too light Mm -hmm. and receiving absolution from the priest acting in persona Christe. So Mm -hmm. you you can practice again and again and again and to make sure that it goes just right at the end of your life. Right. Yeah, no, that's we should be doing that. That is a great that is a great point, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Yeah. You you succeed. You don't just try. So the second judgment, we, we won't spend as long as we just did on the second judgment, but it's the final judgment, okay? So basically the final judgment is at the end of time, the time when God decides, when Christ returns in glory, the God will then, as I'm reading off here, this sta- how it's stated, pronounce the final word of history, revealing the whole purpose of creation. And we will see that his justice has triumphed over man's injustices. So the reason it's called the final judgment is because, once again, all of our sins are read off, but this time in front of everybody. And I do mean everybody, Zach. Have you gone away? Have I scared you? No, I'm here. Everybody. Everybody, everybody. Okay. That's all the people and none of, none of, not the people. All the, yeah, it's a very, that's a very complicated, correct way of putting it. None of not the people, all of all of the people. Yes. So, so why does this happen? Well, let me answer that for you. It happens for the very reason it happens in the particular judgment, but this time on a large scale, again, to see the full fullness and perfectness of God's justice. And plus, all these every, every infraction, every sin that happens against God happens against the whole of creation. So we have to be accountable to those things in front of the whole of creation. Okay. Okay. Now there's no bargaining. There's no changing of the mind that where you go in your particular judgment is where you will end up after the final judgment. But this is just, this is just the, chance for everything to reveal itself in God's perfect justice. Okay? It may seem it may seem excessive that there are two judgments, but basically the final judgment kicks off the renewal of all creation. And everything will be perfectly perfectly reestablished in Christ. Okay. And that harmony we talked about, um, what is that? So we said there'd be perfect harmony between God and the soul mm-hmm. of man, and then perfect harmony between the soul of man and the body of man. That's called integrity. 
and then perfect harmony um, between man and uh, the rest of creation. You right. know, each thing, each thing in its place. So mm-hmm. God over the soul, over the body, over creation, the rest of creation. So that that becomes reestablished, and the the harmony is back. Right. Yeah, it's putting everything, everything into place that should have been there before the fall. Is that is that correct to say? You think? I'd say so. And it's just it's basically the pains we have to suffer. Now, again, if you think, oh, how embarrassing, all my sins are going to be read off in front of everybody. Like, how dare Hitler stand there and judge me listening to my sins, right? Well, right. good good news for you. The pe- Everyone will, once again, be in awe of God and his perfect justice that they don't even think they're going to bother caring about your stupid sins. They don't care about your sins. They care about the perfect justice. So they they don't they could give a rip about that time you stole a candy bar from the Johnson's house back in 3rd grade. Yep. When all your secrets and sins get wiki leaked in front of all of the created men and yeah. women of the world, they're not going to uh care too much especially because you're you're already where you're going to be right so there's forever. no there's not like a sense of embarrassment when in doubt just realize you will be in awe of of seeing god really that's what it comes down to yes. so the conclusion is don't be embarrassed in confession go to confession you are not going to be embarrassed because if you don't go to confession, you'll be too like frustrated and upset that you, when you stand in front of God. Yeah, and you, you want to show up rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Right. Again, do you want to sit at the end of the bench or do you want to be a Hall of Famer? That's right. Did we have we covered this? Are we have have people tuned out? Are they upset and? Don't want to listen again, or do we? Do you think we did? You think we have anything else we need to talk about here? I mean, I think we did a good job covering it. I mean, one of the good a book again that I recommend is just called "The Four Last Thing." You mm-hmm. can reflect on this stuff just forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for judgment, you know, the, the big thing is you have to trust the judge, the most, the, the most just, the most merciful, mm-hmm. most knowledgeable. Um, you know, he's going to get it right, and so you know, practice so that that you're ready. Go to confession. Um, pray about it, and you know, in those times where you're tempted to, to you know, do something that would damage your soul and offend God, who you love, um, you know, think about the judgment and think about you know reasons not to do it. It's kind of a, a, a joke a priest only once is like, you know, you kind of think you've got the carrot on the stick and you're running after it, but you know, sometimes the carrot doesn't work, so you you take the stick, you know. <laughs> so, and that's that's a good way to to you know, keep yourself from having to look back and say, Oh, I wish I had loved God mm-hmm. more in that moment than I ended up choosing. Right. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we sort of put a nice fence around all of that. And, um, the, the, you know, got the important parts and you can talk about this forever. Cause it's, it's just infinitely fascinating. There's a lot, a lot of the saints write about it. And, right. You know, you'll never run out of stuff to ponder regarding the, the two judgments. Right. So in it, Again, it seems so scary, but we have the advantage of taking care of things as much as we can on our end here. And then you, if you do everything correct here, you're just leaving it up to God, which is going to work out good. If you just leave everything leave everything up to God, it all will work out. I have been doing... One of my penances, I don't know, am I allowed to talk about that? I, I, it has some it has some practical value. I'm sure, yeah. The Go for it. Novena, the priest gave me the, to do the Novena of Surrender to the Will of God by Father Don Dolindo Rotolo. And in the end, you just repeat, Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Ten times. So, basically... 
that kind of works out with the judgment of if you take care of business here, you can just surrender everything to God and you'll end up where you're supposed to end up. Not in a predetermined way, in an actual being a human way. So, yeah. Love it. That's that. Saint of the week, Zach? Let's hear it. So someone who got did did well on their judgment. Yes. He also Aced it. He also did well on the driving all the snakes out of Ireland into the ocean. What? St. Patrick. St. Patrick. Very nice. I I basically just wanted to make him the saint of the week to say he's a great saint and don't honor his memory by getting drunk and doing stupid things. Right. Puking in front of all your friends is not is not a way to honor St. Patrick, okay? And I know that a lot of you are not going to listen. Um, and, you know, you were warned. Go, go eat all the green gobbledygook and drink the green whatevers and green it up. Do that. Just remember that this is an actual saint who deserves to be adored and revered. Yes, and stick to, to one beer an hour and you will not puke. Feast day, March 17th. I think we all knew that. Patron saint of Ireland, Nigeria, the Archdiocese of New York, the Archdiocese of Newark, Boston, Melbourne. A lot of a lot of archdioceses are claiming him as their patron saint. Yes, and um, we should be especially praying to St. Patrick right now because in Ireland there's a move to, um, you know, to turn very young children over to the abortion industry. Um, so we've got to be praying that that, that doesn't happen and that, that women and, and children are protected from, you know, this industry that that has so much power in so many countries in the world, but it hasn't quite gotten its grip on, on the poor women and children of Ireland yet. Mm-hmm. So we've got to pray that they um, that they make the right choice Would you uh, say for women and children in Ireland. Pray to St. Patrick to drive the snakes out of Ireland? Yes, pray to, yes. We gotta keep the snakes want back in. Yeah. So we've gotta be praying uh, to keep them out. Saint Patrick is also credited with using a shamrock as an illustrative parable about the Holy Trinity. Ooh. And legend has it that Saint Patrick's walking stick grew into a living tree. He's said to have carried an ash wood walking stick. He thrust the stick into the ground wherever he was evangelizing, and at that place the uh stick was rumored to have taken root started to grow so that's that's saint patrick for you thanks for listening to this episode next week what do we got next week zach we have heaven next week we're going to hell man oh we're going to hell okay oh we are yeah we're coming back with the roman circus podcast and some help from our friend dante we're on the highway to hell oh i just i just uh bought that book by the way, I I had never. Highway to Hell. Yeah, no Dante. I I bought the uh, the six hundred page three books there, so that'll be that'll be fun to read. I will not have it finished by the time we record the next podcast, but hey. So yeah, that Love is it. that. All right, gang. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, everybody.